Good morning. <laughs> it's good to see each of you here this morning. We have a couple of announcements. Actually, why don't you go ahead and meet and greet with somebody? Why don't you smile at someone you haven't smiled at yet? It is a proven fact that joy can cure just about anything. Laughter, smiling, it can cure about anything. We have a couple of events, and by a couple, I mean quite a few, so hang with me, okay? November events. Tonight will be Youth Sunday. Can I get a woo-woo for that? Yes, hallelujah. The 14th will be our Ladies United Fellowship. I highly encourage all ladies, doesn't matter the age, I guess 18 and above, be there, or youth age, you can be there also. Um, and the sign-up sheet is in the foyer. Sister Amanda Little will be speaking at that, and you don't want to miss hearing her. The 19th is a crew French Friendsgiving, goodness. Sign-up sheet is in the foyer. It'll be at 6 p.m., and it'll be a potluck dinner. So contact Sister Kyron for what to bring. The 22nd, it will be our midweek service. We will not have service on the 23rd, so that's different. It'll be a Tuesday night not a Wednesday night. The 27th is our mission's pledge is due. All right, December. Y'all still with me? December 3rd, men's breakfast will be in the Family Life Center at 7.30. Yeah, that is so exciting. So thankful for Brother Jeff and his burden for men. Um, Sign-up sheet will be in the foyer for that. The 3rd also, I Serve Christmas Drive will be at the Family Life Center from 1 to 3 p.m. Sign-up sheet is in the foyer for volunteers. And Sister Amanda is going to make an announcement about that. Awesome. So we're so excited about this. Um, Gabby and I have talked about this for months and months, bouncing ideas back and forth. And so I don't want anybody to get confused thinking iServe is just part of the journey. Um, I know I've, I've been asked that. iServe is going to be more of an outreach mission, like I'm going to say missions, more like an outreach service type thing um, that can be for anybody. So the first thing that we wanted to do was a Christmas drive, gift of giving, spirit of giving type thing. So we've already been collecting a lot of donations from community members and friends and storing them over in the Life Center. And our vision behind the whole iServe is just to be the hands and feet of Jesus and just to outreach. And that's kind of where, you know, the foundation is just whatever we can do to serve. Um, so December 3rd, we will be doing like a shopping thing, but of course everything will be free and systemized for our community who can't afford Christmas or um, winter clothing and stuff like that. So they can come shop for those things. So um, if you want to be a part of that, we would gladly take any help. Um, even if it's just walking around and you being, because your everyday life is is a mission for for Christ. So if it's just walking around and being that face and that heart for the community members that will be coming in, it'll be December 3rd from 1 to 3. Um, We also, if anybody's cleaning out, don't feel obligated to donate anything, but if you're cleaning out before you take it to Goodwill or something like that, we will gladly take any um, toys kids clothing or adult clothing so um, you can contact me or Gabby and we'll get those last thing about it is we've decided to do shirts because shirts makes everything better Um, and so I have to have that turned in tomorrow though so sorry for the short notice everybody's booked so I put a sheet out in the foyer if you want a shirt they're $15 just write your name and your size and um, I'll add you to that list and you can contact me or Gabby on the payment for that and I think that's it
Are you excited about giving back to your community? That's so cool. I'm pumped about that. And everybody will want a shirt. So go ahead and sign up out there. Every time we get shirts, people are like, hey, can I still get it? Sign up. Go ahead. If you're even thinking about it, sign up. Okay, last announcement. December 7th, Jams will start again. That's for That stands for Jesus and me. And Sister Victoria King has felt in her heart to start leading this up. And if you're interested in helping her, yes, that's so awesome. That's on Wednesday nights for children. If you're interested in helping her, let her know or let someone know so we can get in contact with Sister Victoria. All right, are you ready to stand and worship? Psalm 20, I mean, Psalm 63 and 3 says, Because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. What it's talking about is Jesus' love. And what is love? We've been given this definition many times by our pastor. It's John 3, 16. He gave, he provided, and he protects. And that's what true love is. And it says, because your love, because your love, God, is better than my life, my lips will glorify you. What does it mean to glorify? It means to praise. It means to exalt, extol his name, give him all your worship. You want to glorify him because you were created for his glory. Thank you, Jesus. You're worthy, God. I just want to speak the name of Jesus over every heart and every I know there is peace within your presence. I speak Jesus. I just want to speak the name of Jesus. Till every dark addiction starts to break.
Jesus flows from mountains. Jesus is the Jesus, 
And Jesus in the street. I gotta have you. Jesus in the dark. I'm soaking around. I need you. Jesus for my family. I'll speak the holy
around verse 33. There was a king named Nebuchadnezzar. He thought he was the thing going in that day and hour, but there's nothing greater than him. And due to that, God told him, said, Neb, I'm going to place you out in the field with the cattle. And you're going to be on all fours and you're going to graze. And the reason that I'm doing this is to let you know that there's no one greater than I am. I'm the one that calls the shots. He said, Neb, I raise kingdoms up. I take kingdoms down. Not to be political this morning, but to maybe set some minds at ease. Whatever a vote takes place in this church, God is the one that says this is the way it's going to be. And what we're facing today, don't have fear. Don't wonder what's going on. But believe this, that the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords is in control of it. If that don't set your mind at ease over what we're facing right now, nothing else will. Because God is in control. He's in control this morning. He's also in control of your healing. Do you need a healing this morning in your body? Do you have a need of any kind this morning? I invite you right now to come down to the front as we all stand. Bring your needs right down here and the ministers will pray a prayer of faith over you in Jesus' name. Oh, 
your peace Your spirit lives within me My victory, my victory Your spirit lives within me So I will walk in your peace Your spirit lives within me such an honor to be able to participate in worship in life with a church a church body like this and it's also an honor to be able to give with the church body like this and be able to give to the kingdom of God and so that's what we're going to do we're giving in our worship we're going to give in our finances we're going to give everything to God that gave us everything in the beginning And so we are grateful for that. So if the ushers could come, we're going to take our tithes and our offering. Father, I thank you for everything you have done already in this service. 
I pray that you continue to move throughout this place, God, and we allow you to do what you want to do. Anoint the preaching. Anoint us to receive it. I pray that you bless what's given and you bless the giver. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. It's so good to me, oh, Jesus, I want to thank you for being so good to me. Jesus, I want to thank you. You gave me the victory.
seated. I would like for you to always feel free to ask questions about anything that we have taught, preached, or that we stand for in the way of lifestyle Christianity and doctrinal truths. I'm very aware also that sometimes it feels awkward to stand in in front of other people or maybe to raise your hand and ask questions concerning that. So I'm going to ask the ushers to be available to give you a piece of paper that you don't have to write your name on. If you would like to, I'd like for you to feel free to do that. But things that are important to you are important to Pastor Meyer, to the United Pentecostal Church. And so anything that you would like to have somebody to either address the setting, uh, there is legitimate rationale to all of the things that we teach and preach doctrinally, We have scripture for it. Then there are scriptures that point us to things that we try to live out in a 21st century lifestyle. And so a lot of that doesn't always have a straight out scripture. It's a principle. And so the principles, matter of fact, the way I look at this whole book, The Bible is a book of principles tried and proven, illustrated by characters in the Old and the New Testament of how God wants life to be for every individual. And so it's not a matter of a name on a church. It's about the purpose of life. This is a book that gives definitives on every level of life. From maturity to getting out of this whole world, we all are aware we're here for a limited time. But how we take care of ourselves in that time is huge. And the Bible is divided in ways that are very simple. And if you would like to have special tutoring or counseling about certain things, please feel free to call the office secretary will line up a time that we can meet and uh, and so it is that we care a matter of fact the word care I broke it down some time years ago uh, care cause a revival and evangelism and that's truly the way I live and uh, I care and I am here to disturb those people that are sleepy I'm not talking about physically right now. I'm talking about without desire and just casually moving through the world. You're going to live forever somewhere. And what your general consensus of life is now is is how you will live forever. And if you're not overcoming battles, then you're never going to start. And that's what the bloodline and the name of Jesus, and the power of the Holy Ghost. Now, pursuant to that, we have, because of COVID, through the last several months, not had an altar service on Sunday mornings. But we're going back to that. And I hope that you will 
make plans for this to be the biggest part of your Sunday. It is huge. There are people that may want to receive the Holy Ghost, and so altar services need the attendance of people that know what altar services are about. And so then there are people that would want to be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we need to make room for that in our life. And so I'm trying to carefully address this so that we acclimatize ourselves to the real purpose of the overall picture. Men and women coming to a place of power. Receiving the Holy Ghost is not a Pentecostal thing. Receiving the Holy Ghost is Acts 1 and 8. You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And then you shall be witnesses unto Judea, Samaria, and unto the uttermost part. Meaning, wherever you're working, wherever you're involved in life with other people, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Well, those are, those are not casual statements. Those are definitives about how to live in Jesus Christ. And so hopefully today, even the lesson uh, that, and I'm going to, because, of, again, we have pulled these two services together. Typically, in years gone by, we've had 45 minutes to an hour of teaching, and then we had a morning worship and we had an evangelistic-type message for 15 or 20 minutes or so, and, and then we had an altar service. But we're having to try to combine all of that and get back mentally adjusted to what we really are about. It is a whole lot more than just coming and putting in our time. It is learning and then endorsing that education and then magnifying that education in our daily life. So are there any questions? Hey, we're all in the same world, folks. It's not a big I up here and a big you, a little you. You are more important than you can imagine. Most, most people do realize their importance. But so often the enemy makes you feel less valuable. So the Bible said, Three spares are sold for two farthing. Five spares are sold for three, meaning one is worth nothing. Those two settings in the Bible are real significant statements. And here's the beauty. He said, but not one of those sparrows fall from the sky that your heavenly Father doesn't notice it. Meaning life is so big to him that even after paralleling the value of sparrows using one of the smallest elements in the world, he said, you, as a human made in my likeness, you are more valuable than many sparrows. I wish you'd turn to your neighbor and say, you're more valuable than I thought. See, all of us realize our importance. If somebody steps on your toe and don't say, excuse me, you'll chase them down. Hey, you know what you did? You offended me. Now, a lot of times when a preacher does that good of preaching, they'll say, amen. 
I'm really not here for the applause. I am here to truly alert us to your value. And God is wanting to shape you in his image. And so we think nothing of a doctor sticking a needle in us, but if a pastor sticks a needle in us, it took me years to be able to say that from up here. Let's move in. Uh, Do we have the lesson? We got it. I am not good at putting uh, media together. I can, I live everything I see or think from the Word of God. I see it as a picture form. And so I relate real well in pictures. And uh, and so I try to put things into a perspective where from the least to the greatest, all of us can can experience life. And so we're going to move into this lesson today and hopefully that I can help to convey to you. The Bible said faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. And it's my desire today to truly promote Jesus Christ so that your vision is clear. The Bible said without a vision, the people perish. And so having a vision of you becoming Christ is critical. Not going to happen in a day, not going to happen in one sermon, but line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little, the Bible said, we grow into the fullness of the measure of the stature of Christ. And here's something that will really excites you. Once you reach that fullness, you're out of here. We won't see you until we get there. But until you're out of here, learn of me, he said, or I am meek and lowly, and I will give you what you need to endure to the end. And you might be interested to remember, uh, I, I see people try to take one little scripture that uses the word saved and try to build a whole tabernacle on it. Let me tell you, you want to know what you're saved from and what you're saved into. Those are, those are critical educational statements. See, okay, so you're not totally saved until you reach this scripture. He that endureth to the end, the same shall be saved. He that begins the, begins the race and doesn't endure sound doctrine and live by that doctrinal, doctrine is just a path. The power of God that I mentioned to you in Acts 1 and 8 is the power to walk that path. And so he said, there's some hills, and there's some valleys. And he goes, that does that in Isaiah. And he said, let me just tell you, but I'm going to make the high places low, and the low places high, and the crooked places straight. In other words, you're able to make the trip. Does that make sense? Any questions? Ushers, you got papers? We got to move forward in this thing. So other foundation can no man lay than that which is laid. That's first Corinthians. Paul is talking to the church at Corinth who has a little problem if you've ever read the whole book. Many will come in the last days saying, I am the Christ or the way to heaven. I don't care how many names are on church buildings, there is none other name under heaven. Please don't turn the air conditioner over here on 
there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Neither is there salvation in any other name than that which is named. Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Savior is not a name. That's an identity. Father is not a name. You can't cash a check using the word father. I don't care how much money you got in the bank. It takes the authority of a name to cast out devils. It takes the authority of the name to give credential to your brain and your heart and your spirit. Neither is there salvation in any other name. For there is none other name under heaven. Father is not a name. Son is not a name. That's a position. Yes. I mean, like I hear them at football games, baseball games. Go. And they come to church. I'm fighting for you. We are going to win the prize. It's not about me. It's about us. Every one of us. I preach because that's what God called me to do. But that doesn't mean I'm better than anybody. And I don't think I am. But I do have a God that has been doing what I've been talking about. He is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the the what? That within us. Somebody say in us. You can talk in tongues down to this altar all day, and then if you've got hate in your heart, you'll be misbehaving before sunset. So cleanse your heart and not your hands, he said. But boy, if we get a little dirt on our hands, we don't even eat a biscuit after that without washing. So he said, the preaching of the word is the washing of the water by the word. When you hear preaching, it washes out doubts. When you hear preaching and accept it, it washes out doubts. When you hear preaching and accept it, it empowers. When you hear preaching and accept it, you find direction. When you find power and direction, you can do all things through Jesus Christ, which strengtheneth us to make the trip and enjoy the parade. I'm here to preach to us today that God is on your side and He started being before you ever breathed your first breath. And until your last breath, he's going to be trying, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden and burdened down with care. I'm going to give you rest. And then he says later, this is the rest, wherein you shall cause the weary to rest. With a stammering lip and another tongue will I speak unto this people. And I'm watching people all over the world don't mind cussing their wife or their husband, and but they're not going to talk in tongues as the Holy Ghost gets a hold of them. I'm encouraging you to turn loose by faith in the Holy Ghost today as the, as the Word of God and the Spirit of truth sets you free from that flesh that says that people will make fun of you. I've never yet found the best football player, baseball player, that somebody didn't make fun of them. But when they put all that money in the bank, they didn't worry about those people making fun of them. 
I don't know. I guess I'll just have a Rolls Royce. And then we keep funding them and don't let God fund us. <coughs> so many deceivers shall come. But neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name. Many deceivers shall come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, or I know the Christ, and this is what I want to do. Now, I want us to look at this, because I want you to understand that God did not carelessly just start the book of Acts. The book of Acts is predicated and built upon all of the apostles and prophets, the Bible said. So that, that's a big deal. So starting over on the left is Mary, the mother of Jesus. Not everybody still accepts the fact that a virgin birthed a baby. But the Bible says it did. And we have come to a conclusion by testing the Spirit let me just say it like this. Let me back up just a tad. I don't care how many people fake it. If you see one person that is indulging in the Holy Ghost and God is giving them peace that passes understanding and they're overcoming, I, that one person that does that tells the whole story. It's possible. There can be all kind of deceivers and fake People. I've seen fake Pentecostals, I've seen fake Baptists, I've seen fake Catholics, I've seen fake in everything. But I'm telling you, all you got to do is see somebody that's got a trophy in their life that says, I have overcome this, I have overcome that, I have overcome this, I have over." And if you can find that one, you can find out the legitimacy and the validity of Jesus Christ, the righteous king of all kings. It's big. It's not, it's not about like, do I like to hear him? Not, it's not like, do I enjoy his presentation? That's not what it's about. It's about, can I find me a nugget of gold in that all of this dirt down here? Can I find me a nugget of gold out of all the religious systems down here? Can I find me a religious thing or a spiritual thing that will give me a foundation that is sure that won't ever crumble, won't ever fall, no matter how hard I hit? get hit and whatever happens to me great peace have they who love the law of the Lord and nothing shall by any means offend them ladies and gentlemen the king is in the house it's not about worshiping Pentecostals it's not about worshiping the preacher I'm hearing truth and that's what satisfies my soul it's the bread of life it's the glory of the kingdom Oh, I wish we'd praise him with all of our heart all across this building. God, you're looking down, we're looking up, and we're planning to go up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, God did not do this thing in the dark. Here's Mary, the mother of Jesus, on the left. I started it with that and the ascension. But in between all of that, Jesus Christ came and became a part of men. And then... He was ridiculed by the religious people. And then the religious people crucified him. Now, I didn't put the scripture up here today, but the Bible said they crucify me afresh that don't love me with all of their heart and follow me. Now, that's a parenthetical setting, but that's what the scripture teaches. 
Ladies and gentlemen, that's a huge thing. You can't take part of him and make your whole future right. He said, you got to receive ye the word. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld in that book the glory of the only begotten of the Father, source of life, which is a spirit. And that glory is in this house today. And all you have to do is by faith reach out through the word and grasp your part and move forward in your life so that demons absolutely cannot inbuild their house in your house and your head and your heart. I'm here to tell you God is setting a fire a blazing revival that is going to terrorize the imps of hell and release the people of God. It is not about going to a building it's about oh come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and burdened down and I will give you rest and you need a preacher that can take you into the inner chamber where the glory of rest (laughs) I wish somebody would praise him way from way down in your heart my God thanks for the invitation thanks for the care thanks for the forgiveness thanks for the mercy thanks for the wisdom thanks for the glory thanks for the renewing of the Holy Ghost thanks for a name that's above every name I can't stop thanking him he is above all through all and in you all and he's trying to help you to help your neighbor But he said in the middle of it, many deceivers shall come in my name saying I am the Christ. When you're not at least advantaged by the words that give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all of the power of the enemy, you're not an advantage. You're still at a disadvantage. Here's what he further says. He said, I'll make the high places low, the low places high, and the crooked places straight. How does he do that? Because he still doesn't remove the trouble. What he says, I'll do, I'll give you a 360 engine under the hood, and you won't be able to tell the difference. Because all you got to do is mash a little on the accelerator or your prayer life or your substance of the word into your life. And whether you're going uphill or whether you're going downhill, the peace of God that passes understanding is still in the middle of your life. And so it's no real wearisome to go uphill or it is no wearisome thing to go downhill because I know one thing. It is he that comforteth us in the middle of all of our things that are going on. And so if I got to go uphill, no problem. Just pray a little more. Just do a little more praising. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden you find a dance in the middle of a jail cell Paul said he said I want to tell you I've been incarcerated and I've been imprisoned and I have been in stripes but I've never failed to find the peace that passes understanding and the joy that's joy unspeakable and full of glory I found in Jesus Christ a new and a living life 
Oh, hallelujah. There's a holy fire in this house. I said there's a holy fire in this house. God's about to burn out all the drought. He's about to drown out all the weariness and the fatigue. There's a refreshing coming on. Take advantage of it. Now, this is critical and it's at the bottom of this whole chart because that's the whole foundation of this whole message today. He didn't do it in one little thing. From A to Z, he's got your past, your life now, and your life in the future all together. And he put it on paper so you could find it very simply, what we call through the Word of God. So he said, my word I give unto you. But he said, deceivers are going to come. And they're going to tell you, you can take one of those pictures and make a whole shot out of it. So he said, line upon line, precept upon precept. Somebody say, here a little, there a little. That's what you see right here. Now that's critical to that statement up in the very top. Other foundation can no man lay than that that is laid. Jesus Christ from the cradle to the resurrection. And those pictures, if you would want to look on it, it's simply on Google Pictures. God is using them. To put Pastor Meyer in a position to teach people that love the the God of glory. And so he said, other foundation can no man lay. From the start to the finish, he came from a virgin. And he left as the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And we want to put him in a little box and try to make him fit our economy, not on your life. He wants to get us out of the box and into his way so we can have the economy from the cradle to the grave, from the start to the finish, that no man can hinder you from going through the ups and the downs of life. But you can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth us. It's a whole lot more than talking in tongues. It's having the Spirit, a GPS inside your heart, a GPS inside your mind. The Word of the Lord is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my pathway. And the power of the Holy Ghost is the ability to run up and down and up through everything you're going to go through. You're going through hell, but God is greater than hell. So let's go back a little bit here. It's an unparalleled. There's no no book that can outdo this book. It's an unparalleled opportunity. There's no mind on earth that's ever come up with anything better than that book. Now, lest I forget it. I want to throw this scripture at you and it's going to hang on. 
except a man hate mother, father, brother, and sister, he cannot be my disciple. But he said, my people are gone into captivity because of a lack of knowledge. Well, when you understand what he's saying, see, granddaughter, grandson, grandson-in-law, now watch this. He don't say because they're your kids, you love them more than your neighbor. He said you love your enemies and pray for them that despitefully use you. Godliness is not prejudice. You can put whatever name you want to over a church. But if you don't serve God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, you're not going to have all the bank account that you're looking for. Because what they're going to do when you go to the angels through the angels in prayer and they sense that you have not been obedient and that your faith has waned and all you're doing is trying to cover it by going to a local assembly somewhere that everybody says you're saved because you go there. That's not it. I'm telling you, he that endureth to the end shall be saved out of flesh stuff and into spirit stuff. And that saved is not about somebody telling you you're saved. I'm telling you, you know you're saved when you're saved out of hell, when you're saved out of the valley, when you're saved away from the mountain, when you're saved from all kind of accusations, false accusations. I'm telling you, you don't have to listen to all that rot. All you don't, all you have to do is listen. Listen to the sound of the shepherd, the chief shepherd, the one that says, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden and burdened down with all that rot down there. I'm going to tell you off. I'll lead you and guide you. I'm going to lead you just as much as I lead them. I'm going to love you just as much as I love them. Yes, they're going to get more birthdays than you. That doesn't mean I love them more. I love you, sir. I've watched you. Look out there and see if you can find your mother and daddy. Have you seen his beaming face and her beaming face all morning? I've been looking out there. Man, oh man. God's got some big stuff going. I want you to pray for your families right now. I want you to pray for Paris, Texas. Lamar County, Texas in general. Let's plead the blood for about one minute. Father, set this United Pentecostal Church people on fire. We want to be Jesus. We're not trying to be Pentecostals. We're trying to do the work of God with a Pentecostal overhead. We're trying to do the realization thing. That realizing that you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Yes. But you see, here's what happens if you're not real careful. He said, use not divers' weights. To make your judgment. But when it's family. If you're not careful. You'll only put about 10 pounds over here. 
But when it's true assessment of what's going on in our city, you still put Jesus over here. And if that scale don't balance out, you keep learning so you can teach your children. Not beat it into them. Not wail on them until they finally give in to your acquiescence of what they, you want them to do. But what he wants us to be. And thus, we try to teach our children that altar is for you. That altar is for you. That altar is for you. And if you transgress, we have a righteous, a righteous of entrance. And that is that by faith we go and we lay aside all the weaknesses of this past week and we rise we rise up to walk in renewed life we rise up to walk in the superiority of greater is he because when you repent of your past I don't care if it was 20 minutes ago or if it was 20 weeks ago or 20 years ago whenever you repent that book goes and the Bible said that, that all that stuff goes under the blood and when you rename the name of Jesus Christ you rise up in superiority to be a king and a priest with the Messiah of all this world going on I'm here to tell somebody this is your day to get renewed in the Holy Ghost and it's your day thank y'all it's your day to realize that God stamps his approval When you get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, buried, the Bible said, with him in baptism, and then rise to walk in the newness of life, that's not a Pentecostal thing. That's a God thing. That's where God gets involved. That's where God lived in a body for 33 and a half years then went through that grave to let you know the power that you go into the grave with is the power you're going to have for the rest of your life that's why you need a preacher that keeps on preaching renew your spirit renew your work in the word of God don't let any of this stuff slip let it get a hold of you and you get a hold of it and it's your way out of the grave it's a way to go over the hills a way to go through the valleys people are going to see you going up and down like that and when you have power it's no big deal you got good brakes and you got good engine good transmission decent seat to sit in while you're doing it what's the problem there's no problem to have hills and valleys when you got all the hood power got all the brakes when you know how to stop when you know how to start when you know how to judge things righteous and unrighteous no big deal just like walking on flat land I don't know how he does it he got all that hell going loose I'll tell you how he does it great peace have they who love the law of the Lord 
And nothing shall by any means offend them or put them down. They're not going under because of the things that they're facing. You see them facing hell, but God says, that's my kids. I'll take care of that. I'll do my work in the middle of their life. I'm here to preach to somebody. You came in today dragging a bunch of weight. And God says, casting all your cares on me. For I care for you. I can take care of what you're going through. I can give you wisdom for what to do next so this gate this open door Jesus said I am the way the truth and the life if you have seen me you have seen the father oh well people like to secularize that no 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 you put it like it is in the bible father son and holy ghost is just the same in Jesus Christ dwelt all the fullness of the Godhead bodily it's not three people it's three things that he presented himself as the same God all you got to do is read Isaiah 9 and 6 ladies and gentlemen this door Jesus said I am the door. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. It's all in the name of Jesus. You can be a father, son, and idiot. I mean, uh, (laughs) you can put any title you want to on people. But that's not what they become just because you assess them wrong. I don't believe in being boring. I hate boring church. I want to be educated and I want to be in a position to educate you so that the the steps of education lead you to the peace that passes understanding and the door that leads to all the glories of the kingdom. Great peace have they who love the law of the Lord and nothing shall by any means offend, means prohibit, cause weakness and cause instability and inability. I'm here to tell you that Jesus Christ is the compass for your life. The word of God is the compass for your life. I mean, in the name of Jesus is the authority by which you have the privilege. In the name of Jesus, demons, get out of my mind. In the name of Jesus, history, get out of my mind. In the name of Jesus, because when you name the name of Jesus, the Bible said you bring the blood. And the Bible said the blood, the life of the flesh is in the blood. And the life of the Christian is in the blood. And that's why that every man that nameth the name of Christ shall depart from sin. It's because you're going to leave your past behind you and you're going to find the mountain of transfiguration where that Jesus left this world from. You will climb the highest mountain. So the door is Jesus Christ. The name. The stone which the builders refused has become the headstone of the corner. 
This is the Lord's doing. It's marvelous in our eyes. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Let's practice that a minute. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. We do that. We stand up for ball players. We stand up and clap our hands for somebody that made a football run down the road about 10, 10 yards and gets a first down. I'm here. We're in the kingdom court. We're in the angel serenity. Right now, we ought to stand to our feet and say, God, I could never have been this far without your mercy, without your teaching, without your love without your forgiveness without a preacher oh God thank you hallelujah hallelujah I'm, I'm going to tell you prophetically that this house is going to become a house of tears and a house of hilarity at the same time. We are going to be able to ascertain the moment that we need tears and the time when we need a victory level. I'm here to tell you that's what the Holy Ghost is going to do for this church and the people that follow Jesus. I'm here to tell you it's not going to be, oh my God, I got to go to church or they'll think I'm backslid. Oh no, I got to get to the house of bread. I got to get to the house of refreshing. I got to get to the house of cleansing. I've got to get to the house where the authority of the power of the blood and the word begin to agree so that no weapon can get my kids and get my life. Save now, I beseech thee, O Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee. Somebody say hunger. And thirst after righteousness, and you shall be filled. I'm not going to be there every morning. I'm not going to be there every Wednesday. I mean every Tuesday and every Thursday and every Friday and every Saturday. So what happens is uh, you let the word of God bring such an effect in your life. You receive into your spiritual digestive system the nourishment that you need. Some of you right now are still feeding off of about two weeks ago's roast. It's in your digestive system. It got into your blood. That is phenomenal. How that you can eat a steak and it turn into part of your bloodline. Well... He said, think it not strange concerning the fiery trials which have come to try you to see if you've been eating the right nourishment. So he said, study to show yourself approved. Study and read is two different things. You can read the Bible and, and capture that two or three statements. But until you connect those statements with some other statements, you're not really in truth. You just developed a truth. And you can't cut the body of Jesus up and think because you got his foot that you got the whole show. Some of y'all looking at me like, man, you lost your mind? No, no, no. He had put all things under his feet. But it didn't start in his feet. It started in his thought patterns. 
Before the foundation of the earth, I am. Before he became anything, he was a thought. That's why the Bible said, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And that's the deception of this hour is people think because they join a local church that they're living in and because they talk in tongues in the Pentecostal setting and because they got baptized in Jesus' name one day. I'm telling you, friend, that's just the start. He that endures shall be saved. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on your future. The word of the Lord is an anchor. And the word is in heaven right now. He ascended that descended. And the same gave gifts to men. And the anchor is in heaven. He went to hell for a while. To cleanse the steps of the unrighteous. So that he could put an anchor in a new world. And he said drop the ship. He dropped the word on us. And he said follow me. Well, here's the beautiful thing. Can you play Jesus for just about one minute? Just act perfect for one minute right over yonder. The guy is just phenomenal. I don't know how you did it, Sister Monica, but we praise him. Now, let me just show you a picture that I think hopefully you won't ever forget. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man will open the door, I will come in and sup with him and he with me. Well, getting the Holy Ghost is wonderful. But he's still way over yonder. So he said, grow in grace and in knowledge. So I, he said, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is. Because if you're not careful, you'll think, because I'm Pentecostal now, I got it sewed up. I don't have to pray every day, and I don't have to study every day, and I don't have to obey every day, and I don't have to go to the house of God every day. Because everybody knows I've been in that church for 35, 50 years or whatever, and all of that. But they're still standing in the same place they were 20 years ago. They haven't moved forward. But let me show you something. We are changing changed into his image from glory to glory. When the preaching of the word comes, the Bible said the washing of the water by the word. I don't care how many people tell you you're brainwashed. I'm telling you, I don't mind my brain being washed with the water of the word. I want to get all the fragments of doubt and fear and inhibitions and jealousy and envy and strife of a lust of the flesh and a lust of the eye. I want to get that washed out every day. I want to get it washed out every service. I want to get it washed out. I want to be renewed every day I can. I'm not interested in seeing how much I can get by with, how much I can get a hold of because somebody's following me and I don't want them to think I'm not still hungry. Now here's what the beautiful thing is. And that's why we've adopted the plan changing to overcome. Because if you're not being changed by day-to-day prayer, Strengthened, you're going to find the valleys and the high places still exactly what they were. 
But when you are walking in the spirit, if whether you're going uphill or downhill, you got good brakes and you got good power to just keep on going on the straight and the level. Because he said, I'm going to make the high places low, the low places high, and the crooked places straight. Now, if he's lying about that, you don't have any heaven to look forward to. But if he, well, if he was telling the truth about that, there is a holy city wherein dwelleth the righteousness of the king. And when the trump of God shall sound and the dead in Christ shall rise first then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and so shall we ever be with the Lord I'm telling you God Almighty is here today and so blessed be he that cometh in the name of the Lord It's one thing to take his name in baptism. It's another thing to call on the name of the Lord every day. How do I treat my enemies? They've got a new twist on trying to make me look pitiful. How do I treat them? Love your enemies. Pray for them that despitefully use you. In other words, get any corruption out of your mind so great peace can continue to dominate. I have seen people through the years let one person on their job endanger their relationship with Jesus. Just hate Begin to talk about Instead of going to them and say, man, I've noticed you. You just got a lot of hell breaking loose in your life. And I want to tell you, I used to live in that world. Be ye witnesses. Be ye witnesses. Get your backbone up. Get your confidence up. Get your courage up. Yes, they're going to make fun of you before they join you. That's what you did. That's why you didn't jump in the boat the first time you went. I don't understand that. As if you understand your digestive system. Some of you going to eat after a while, whether you know how it's going to happen or not. I see some of you been indulging pretty heavily. No pun. Ladies and gentlemen, this thing's forever. Did you catch it? Forever? But here's what. If you begin the race and you're headed for the Messiah, I don't care if you're just inching your way along. The snail finally got on the ark. You couldn't even see him moving at church. But down inside, he was saying, thank God. Thank God, keep calling. Don't give up on me. Don't quit. I'm going to make it. I know the giraffe got their way ahead of me. I know the lions got their way ahead of me. And I know a lot of stuff that got way ahead of me. But I'm coming. I'm coming. Here's the beauty. If you're changing in a moment in the twinkling of an eye and you're headed toward Jesus, all of a sudden the trump of God shall sound and you're going to be there with the rest of them. Don't give up. Don't give in. Don't quit. Don't stop. (laughs) 
That is huge information. So, other foundation can no man lay than that which is laid, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. The reason you've got four Gospels that talk about the same Messiah, each one of them didn't see everything eye to eye. If you, if you look at, every, at those four Gospels, you're going to find a few little discrepancies. But you're not going to find a discrepancy in the one they all talked about. You're going to see power and wisdom and future. I'm telling you, I've seen some fishermen. Same fish. This guy remembered it like this. And this guy remembered it like this. And I've had two or three people tell me about the same guy fishing. And when I go fishing, I don't weigh them. That way I can adjust my thoughts. Well, what'd you catch? I don't know. Could have been 10 pounds. I don't know. You ain't never seen a 10-pound bass like this. And then I can tell everybody I went fishing and I'm a fisherman. Or you can tell everybody I'm a Christian and I can't get along with anybody, but I'm a Christian. Can't overcome much, but I'm a Christian. What? This pastor's not willing for you to call yourself a Christian. I am here to preach to you until you become Christ until you can overcome every deficit that faces your life and until you can walk triumphantly every day you live and understand one thing I don't understand how it works but I understand one thing he came, he lived, he donated and he coming back and I can obey him and I don't have to understand it to obey the speed limit I don't know who gave those speed limits to, to high levels uh, or low levels because uh, I straighten them out to my own liking. And I'm sort of like that boy. Him and his dad was riding down the road, you know, and all of a sudden, they, and they were going a little too fast, and all of a sudden they passed a trooper going the other way on this other interstate, uh, other side of the interstate, and, 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 uh, and the dad realized he's going 20 miles an hour over the speed limit, and he started slowing down, and in a minute he said... Uh, Son, did that guy turn around? He said, yes, sir. Said, has he got his lights on? On, off, on, off. Frustration, on, off. Peace, on, off. That's when you want the angel of the church to preach like he's never preached so that the lights don't come on that would have put you in a position where you got to go to jail. I'm not willing for any to perish. I'm going to keep this pulpit as clean as I can. I'm not perfect yet. I'm struggling every day just like you are. But I have found the way, the bright and shining way. And what I want you to get is that picture I tried to show you that if you're really moving toward Jesus, the snail finally got on the ark. And I'm going to tell you, if you're looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith, and you are growing 
minimum meters at a time. I want to tell you, he is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask or think. As long as you are truly looking unto Jesus and growing a little bit and somebody else may be speeding past you, don't you ever take the tuck head and back up. I don't care. The snail finally got on the ark and those that are walking toward Jesus in a moment in the twinkling of an eye, the fast guys and the slow guys are all going to be transformed and get a new body that will rise up just like Jesus did. So the door is important. Tell ye and bring them near. Let them take counsel together who hath declared this from ancient time. Who hath told it from that time? Have not I the Lord and there is no God else beside me? I'm here to tell you this book is simple and clear. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. There is not a multiplicity of gods. There are a multiplicity of he became the branch. He became the blood. He became the name. He became the power. God descended and the same ascended. There was not two people that ascended there was not three people that ascended there was not ten people that ascended I'm telling you Jesus Christ the only begotten of the father the second Adam with a brand new bloodline and a name that's above every name and that's why we baptize in the name of Jesus and not the titles because the word father has no responsibility and the glory I'm here to tell you there's no authority in a title but there's an authority in the name and neither is there salvation in any other name for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved it's clear in the Bible nobody was ever baptized outside of being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ that's huge and you don't have to get discouraged and all that I can tell you why the publicans and the Pharisees and all that didn't accept Jesus. They had friends and family that had gone on before Jesus got here. You let Jesus take care of the big part. You put it all in his hands. If your mother, dad, or uncle, or aunt, or grandpa, or grandma did not get baptized in the name of Jesus, then let God be the judge. But you are in a position to hear the word. And if you deny my name, he said, I will deny you before the Father. That's huge. It's not a game. Pentecostalism is not another thing. The word of the Lord is a lamp unto our feet and a light into our path. You can, I know some Pentecostals that are pitiful. And, and I've been pitiful. So I understand exactly there have been too many days I didn't pray through before I started the day. That's why I'm preaching this stuff now. I know what it's like to go through the valleys because I didn't pray. And I know what it's like to not be able to climb the high mountains because I didn't pray. That's why I said praying always and pray in the Spirit. Howbeit in the Spirit we speak mysteries, for the Spirit itself maketh intercession with the Father. When you learn to turn loose and talk in tongues, you don't try to analyze what you're saying, and you don't try to make it sound great to the neighbor. You just let the Spirit intercede right now, or right then, with the source. Father just means source. How many fathers do we have here? Would you stand?
Don't act like no big cheese because you call the head of the house. The head of the house is responsible party. Women, look at these husbands and grandpas and whoever. These guys are responsible for keeping that home filled with holy things. Holy Ghost power. The word of the Lord victory. That's what it means to be the head of the house. That word headship, God is the head of Christ. Christ is the head of church. And the man is the head of the woman. That simply means responsible. All you got to do is study it. It, it doesn't take a lot of stuff. And the preacher is responsible for raising up the dynamics so that the head can cause the arms and the family to function in great peace. Thank you. I want you to, to let's all just praise the Lord. Let's stand. It's, it, I'm not going to be able to finish this, but let's all just stand. I want us to pray, first of all, cleanse our hearts, God, and our hands. That's the two things the Bible says do. Cleanse your hands and cleanse your hearts. Hands just simply means my action level. And my head is my thought patterns. So let's pray. And children and mothers, pray right now. Dad, humble yourselves before the Lord right now. God, as a pastor of this church, as a preacher in this city, as a head of my home, I pray for the power, the wisdom, the knowledge to truly activate my relationship with life. I need you, Jesus. There's not a day that goes by that I'm not challenged by the mountains and the valleys. I need the understanding and the wisdom of the Word. This beautiful people that put tithe in so that I can maintain the integrity of this office. I haven't been as good as I want to be, but I'm growing. I'm hungry. These people deserve ministry that doesn't have a double-minded sound. If there's anybody that don't have the Holy Ghost or you want to renew your Holy Ghost, go ahead and come while they're just praying. Those of you that would just like to come down and pray for the lost or maybe you have a passion for somebody in your world could be a relative or a person on the job we've got time it's just how we manage it how we manage our desire how desperate are you for this city to have everything this altar is a place where we come and we make vows where we renew our spirit vision where we renew our strengths. Please don't let the flesh rule your life. It'll do it. It'll rob you of one of the greatest five minutes of prayer. Intercession is needed in this hour. Intercession is needed in this hour. There's some people out there that are lost. 
and you can touch the hem of his garment for them today whether you're sitting where you are whether you want to make an altar out of the bench you're standing close to please don't let the enemy or the flesh rule you right now our world needs people that are powerful that have got their act together and they're not willing to be at ease in Zion or lukewarm about this thing they're passionate they're powerful they can't wait to talk about Jesus sing it all over the building now if you need to leave please don't feel like we're thinking you're bad if you need to leave please feel free I'm never going to try to make you by some weird way but I'm going to do everything I can to get you to have a breakthrough every week every week if not every day we need a renewing of the Holy Ghost because you said you're saved by the renewing of the Holy Ghost Oh, that's it. Our children need a revival. A river of living water. Communication that don't slow down. Tonight, praying, feel that prayer room with an accessory prayer.